Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Haunters. We are back from the Thanksgiving break. <laughs> I am that- <laughs> Mr. Wonderful Nick Pearl. That is Zach Hilton. <laughs> Daddy had a lot of food and someone had to take a break because, you know, they were recovering from their drinking family habits. Um, I'm sorry. It was it was very devastating. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Oh, it was wonderful with shopping and movies bought. It was great. Ooh, yeah. I Black Friday shopping was very, very good to me, (laughs) as I hope it was to all of you out there in listening land. Uh, Yes, be thankful. Be very thankful for merchandise and consumerism and and, and America. If you're not from America listening, America. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So, but over that time, a lot has actually happened. Uh, We didn't expect anything to kind of happen, but it looks like Universal Studios Hollywood has already decided to jump into the game of Halloween Horror Nights 2019. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's pretty funny because the Hollywood Twitter page has been doing a better job of keeping, you know, attention, unlike some Orlando places I go to more often. Um, but like like the last time the Orlando site tweeted was for Stranger Things Day, and Hollywood recently tweeted on November 28th, and here's the tweet. Here's a couple of things I googled today while researching slash writing maze number one for HHN 2019 at Universal Studios Hollywood. One, 1970s carpet and wallpaper designs. Two, the music of Al Bowley. Hmm, what could this mean? Hmm. So... So, he, like, there's a um, site, hhnunofficial.com, which I go to a lot, who wrote an article about this. And they kind of, like, speculated, does this have anything to do with The Shining? And they've already had The Shining house there, where they also, I mean, we're still in it, obviously. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> we're still reading yeah, this but- tweet, by the way. Oh yeah, absolutely. But someone <laughs> tweeted at them asking if it was a new house or a new IP or whatever, and they said this this house has never been on their uh, lot before during this. So it kind of throws the whole "Is this the shining out?" because that was a big house a couple of years back. Yes. Um, and obviously, there's other movies and such that base themselves in the 70s and use that kind of music. The only thing that I wonder, and granted, I don't think it'll happen, but there is that Doctor Sleep sequel coming out. Oh, I like your speculation and- here. Yeah, so I'm wondering if they're going to just go ahead and jump in and do the sequel house to it. Now, Doctor Sleep is obviously the follow-up movie to the Danny Torrance story from The Shining. Uh, That is slated to come out in 2020, though, so do you really think that they'd... Do you think that if they did this, it would be more so a dive into the book or maybe a little behind the scenes of the movie? I mean, that's a good question. I mean, it depends on how do you want to treat it. Do you, you know, like, do you Wolfman it and uh, Dracula untold it where it's like the house isn't really like um, 
the movies whatsoever. Like, what if it's just a giant trailer where you're walking back through the Shining House with different scares, different things? I d- I'm not against it. I really don't like. If I have to give you a percentage, I'm about twenty two percent sure that's what this is. But that's really my only guess, other than you know it's it's basing itself off something else now it could be throwing us for a loop of like okay i'll go like this so dr sleeps the sequel the sequel is directed by mike flanagan i believe yes. and mike flanagan did house uh the haunting of hill house directed all those so is it just a ruse to basically be like we're making a uh, haunting of Hill House, which was a house that we speculated uh, about two episodes back on. Uh, I, I, I like that idea as well. I mean, I, I really think that there's going to be a big Netflix connection. We're going to see that beginning, uh, especially since the streaming wars is becoming all of our overlords as far as content goes. So, why not get in bed with one of them that's producing original content? But what about other '70s classics? I mean, The Last House on the Left. Maybe this could be a Wes Craven house and they're kind of throwing us off there with but leaving the clues of the 70s yeah i mean you're absolutely right like like i said earlier too al's music's been through dozens of movies yes if not 50 of them and there's plenty of movies based from the 70s that could be there i don't think it'll be anything like you know since they said they've never done this house before so i don't feel like texas chainsaw massacre or something like that but i definitely i definitely feel it it could be either a classic that we haven't seen or it could be the haunting of hill house it could be a little more confirmed there or like i said it's the trailer to the upcoming movie. I mean, they could push the date up. For, That's true. And they haven't and they haven't announced it yet. So yeah, I saw that it's slated for January 2020. But I mean, if the movie's good and nothing's coming out, uh, I think it too comes out in September again. So if nothing's coming out in October, why not? Yeah, I mean, you could always they they could always find a way to fast track it. Hollywood does that all the time, where movies get made within a six-month period filmed right cut released all of that uh it, right. it's, it's it's you don't get an avengers every once in a while where sometimes trailers get delayed that upsets people oh boy, side, let me tell you side, side note from what this podcast is about but i'm sure you felt that pain as well out in listener land uh i i like what we're talking about though with that i i really if if los angeles imagine this though imagine if la is doing a haunting of hill house but it's one of the houses that's only done in los angeles and orlando is going a completely different route would you be willing to go to la this year um, I don't think The Haunting of Hill House drags me enough to go, okay, I need to go to Hollywood, simply for the fact of these two do a lot of, like, if we have something, it shows up the next year at the other ones. Um, uh, what's the one? Uh, Happy Death Day, when yes. it was at Hollywood for Blumhouse, but not at ours of that year but happy death day was a part of ours the following year so i guess it really all depends if it really is something exclusive i don't see a huge ip like that happening i think if if netflix did make a 
bid to just do exclusive stuff with Universal, I feel both Universals will get that. It needs to be something major like Stranger Things 2 would have and if it was exclusive to Hollywood, then there's something to go, okay, maybe I do need to go to that. Well, that's where we differ, sir. If Hollywood was the only one offering Haunting of Hill House, I would be on the first flight out west hanging out in Los Angeles in uh, sunshine. Well, it's sunny in Florida as well, but sunshine on the West Coast, not on the East Coast. In Well, then I'm going to throw something back at you then. Okay. Um, so say that, you know, they do get the Haunting of Hill House, but as you know, in California, Warner Brothers lot had a uh, their own version of a horror night. That's true. And it was a house there. But let's say Warner Brothers makes a deal that's like, okay, well, Hollywood can't do it too, or it the whole the whole saga. What if Orlando had not only a it chapter one house, but an it chapter two house oh. for theirs. Oh, you're throwing in the complete series. You're 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 giving me nineteen eighties oh, yeah. nostalgia and then twenty eighteen nostalgia. Uh, yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, I'm a dick like that. Yeah, you are. Um, I would. I would pick Florida. I would take yeah. Florida. Sorry, I Los Angeles. That. You'd you'd be bumped aside yet again. But then again, well, you bring I up just, a good I just point think though that's about a the cool LA trip. Thing that's never, huh? But you bring up a cool idea about the LA trip, though. The idea of doing both Universal Hollywood and the Warner Brothers backlot. Yeah, no, I I really want to see what it's like because I watch videos of the Warner Brothers backlot and I'm not to say that it doesn't look scary, especially being their first year doing it. Like, congrats on you for making it an alternative. But, like, nothing nothing grabbed me from the videos to be like, okay, I need to go to this. Like, how... How Horror Nights does. They do such a great job scaring. Like, I watched the Arkham Batman uh, Joker house that they had there, and nothing, like, nobody jumped out at you. It was like, basically, you were walking along, and, like, you'll see Harley Quinn, and she'll have a conversation with you, and then you move on. So I was like, what's really scary about this? Agreed. It, it But, again, as you mentioned, first year, you learn. I, I We, yep. you know... There's a reason why Universal uh, Studios is number one. Uh, they weren't exactly number one in the very beginning, but they right. figured it out after year one and come year two, year three, year four, and now it's premier destination. And uh, you know that's why that's why we're literally sitting here talking about it right now. Right, right. But <laughs> it, you know it what? Is amazing. Can listen, Warner Brothers can listen to this show and be like, you know what? They're right. Let's scare their dog crap out of them i hope that they do because that's what makes universal studios so much fun and uh speaking of uh, well really quickly really quickly yes. i just want to give one more like example of what warner brothers would need to work on okay is that they did a cool idea of basically doing a freddie and jason scare house it was basically freddie at Camp Crystal Lake, but also Jason's there, obviously. So there is a point where the audience goes inside a cabin, and there's a a um, scare actor, or you know, a person dressed as a camp counselor, running through the crowd, not trying to scare him, but get away from Jason. And Jason's not looking at 
any of the audience, just going straight beeline for the camp counselor. And like for me, I'm like, why aren't you trying to scare the yeah. audience? That that's more of a recreation of a scene for people to be standing yeah. there watching. Like, yeah, it was like you were in a live movie. Yeah, it's 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 essentially having that that live uh that being there for a live show. Yeah, like, and you know what? It'd be kind of neat if Jason was walking and you can tell he was beelining to the counselor, but then like went left and like tried to scare one of the audience members. Like that's different. That that's how you would incorporate live show with scare acting, in my opinion. But hey, I know nothing. No, you apparently know much. And uh, one I'm thing, the worst. I, <laughs> one thing I do know is that you got to see a movie that. I got to see you a little while ago, and I hope everybody out there saw because you need to do your due diligence when a good horror movie comes out, and that is the movie Overlord. And I know when I was watching this movie, I was sitting there watching it like, my goodness, this would make an amazing house at Universal Studios. Yeah, I um, I finally got to see this movie went yesterday afternoon, and big props to AMC because this bad boy was loud because this thing depended on um, jump scares, which obviously so and rightfully so. And I agree. I felt like, you know, especially towards the end, I felt like this would be a good house. Now, what I would do differently than like, say the, the Halloween four house where it was basically beat for beat the entire movie as you're walking along. I don't know if I would do the story beats of the film itself. I would just start in the town, walk through the town, let some of these creatures come at you and then work yourself into that tower. Yes, into the hospital building. Get scared, yeah, and get scared that way. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go beat for beat. I would just call it Overlord based on the house or based on the movie, and just go that style with it. Uh, I I agree with you with that. Uh, I think that would make a. I, I I know when I was watching it, and the moment they entered that town, I went, "This is a haunted, like this is a haunted house. This is a haunted attraction because the town. It's all about the set pieces for this house, and that's why I think it would make a great because it would be beautiful to be in that World War II setting that this film is set in. It would be so amazing to see what they do, to see the creatures that they get to unleash as well, since the movie is a creature film at the end of the day as well. So to see the creatures that they... And the thing is, is that they could have some creativity with it as well and don't have to do specifically uh, the creature feature that you saw on the poster or any of the creatures from the movie. They could do their own designs if they wanted to with this and create their own creatures to come out and attack you. But I, I like that setup. I, I think starting from the moment that you parachuted into this town, essentially, and then work your way through their lab, as you start seeing more creatures, you can see some of the experiments as well. But it... it it really looks like you're there. Like specifically that main character, when he is going from room to room, it's like walking through a haunted house. You don't know where the scare is coming from, but you're hearing noises and you know something bad is lurking around the corner. Yeah, I agree. They did a really good job of making a B horror movie, and this would actually, you know, you would want more, but it would have fit in to um, the Slaughter Cinema this year. Yeah, like that's how it kind of felt, like title and all but yeah it makes me it makes me think there's a good chance this will become a house because i know you know 
uh, not a lot of people went to go see it. Exactly. Which was crazy. I looked at the box office and I was like stunned at how much it didn't make. But there's another movie that um, I went to uh, called Cabin in the Woods and it didn't make a lot of money, but it ended up being a house at Universal uh, Studios. So I, I still think, you know, this thing's got shelf life on Blu-ray and digital. So there could be a lot of, you know, want for this coming to the season and you know because it didn't make that much it could be an easy grab as an ip so i i think there's a good chance this one can make it into horror nights 29 i i'm with you with the fact that it might come at a cheap price for them because of how little it did make which is astonishing for what you said is just a fantastic it's a b movie that knows it's a b movie but has a budget to be an A movie, but doesn't overshoot its budget. It uses its budget correctly. So it blows my mind that a really good movie like that was kind of skipped. But that's the other thing is that if universe, like I could see Paramount and JJ Abrams and all of them wanting to hand this over as well, really quickly, because that if this is announced as a house and a lot of people who are like, wait, I didn't see that movie. I need to see it to have an idea of the house I'm walking through. They're going to go out and see it. And at the same time, who's to say that when this film comes out on Blu-ray in a couple, uh, probably like a month, it doesn't end up with a cult following within the next six months that really gives it a high demand for being a house. Yeah, I agree with you. And uh, piggyback on something you said just a little bit ago, like it would be neat if Universal could do their own designs. You don't just have to do the creatures that you saw in the movie. Of course, you want that main bad guy to be in the house, but it'd be neat to see, okay, what kind of disgusting creatures can you guys come up with? And going through the entire hospital scene, like I can just picture like that one head with the spine only talking and all that good stuff. And I can definitely see their own creators coming up with some fun stuff. It could be an extremely fun house. It was an extremely fun movie. And if you did not see it, uh, do yourself a favor and definitely check it out, especially since we are big supporters of turning it into a house. But uh, that is all we have for you guys this week. We will be back with an all new edition uh, next week. And we are actually going to be reviewing a nice little haunted Christmas attraction, I believe. I'm so excited. We are celebrating for my birthday. It is Christmas. Going, yeah, it is Christmas. And we're going to a little thing called Frightmare before Christmas. And if you remember, I reviewed this house uh, just a few episodes back. And they do this uh, sweet Christmas version of this haunted house. I hope it's a great time. I hope you love it. You know, we'll talk about it next week. And you can give your thoughts on the whole experience and such. But I'm excited. And you know what? If you go to it and you want to talk to us about it, go to our Twitter at Hunter's Pod. You read my mind. I was going to let them know. Go to that Twitter. Tweet us your reviews of any house that you've been to, any house you think we should go to, or if you've gone through Frightmare before Christmas or just any of the Frightmare houses that they've done in the past at Hunter's Pod. That's Hunter's P-O-D. I am Mr. Wonderful. He is Zach Hilton. We are Hunter's Pod. Stay spooky, my friends. Stay scary, my friends. <laughs> he can't do his own damn friends. <laughs> <laughs>